It's Turned On the Podcast. I am John Milkey, the Milkman, heard on great radio stations right across North America and renowned as a bit of a naughty, naughty boy. And I have teamed up with someone who is renowned as being one of the best in the business as it pertains to sex and sexuality. Uh, you might remember her syndicated talk show, which is where we first met. Sex with Sue's Sue McGarvey. And that right there, Sue, the longest intro ever. Hi, I hear you're uh, in the wilds of New Brunswick again. I'm at the cottage. We are making this work, but we're talking about sex and it's going to be great. We have this amazing, amazing lineup of cool things to talk about. Talking about sex with you is exactly why I went and invested in the Starlink satellite internet system. Just so we could have these conversations, Sue. They should be sponsoring us again because I'm on Starlink too. Come on, why not? The number yeah. of the number of people who we talk about who should be sponsoring us, but yes, we should. This is a growing podcast. We would love to align ourselves with great, open-minded, sex-friendly businesses. Get in touch. Turned on podcast.com. Coming up on today's show, uh, you got a listener question about I, I I need to get myself there, but Hedo. So we're going to talk about that. Sex mm-hmm. tips to become sexually legendary i believe that's a listener question for me is it not Mm, (laughs) Uh, we're going to talk karma sutra we're going to talk uh singles are they having more sex than couples you've got some great tips for a fantastic one night stand and a new study from stanford u that is going to really address the male libido does it need any addressing (laughs) Well, that's up to stand for you. All that and more coming up on another edition of Turned On, the podcast. Okay, Sue, first up, you have a listener question about Hedo, a place you and I have often talked about. Um, I got to get there. I really do. I haven't been in a while. Hedonism 2, which is Mm. in the grill, Jamaica. Mm -hmm. I have been a bunch of times and actually worked for them for a number of months, which meant I lived there for a while. And my job was to talk to people morning, breakfast, lunch, and dinner about what their situation was. Cause, and it really showed me that every swinger story is different. Oh yeah. It's a great thing. Yeah. Speaking of great stories, there's a story in Mashable this week about the new Hedo spring break HSB. They're calling it. And it's basically, you have to be between the ages of 19 and 49. They tend to skew under 35 for this week so it's it's spring break for you know younger people where it's orgies and threesomes and you cannot go out to the hallway without seeing somebody being railed you are you know people beside you in the hot tub uh, munching out it is all of that and and for people it, it she wrote about being in a you know hadn't done anything was there with her husband they had some boundaries when they talk about it and i guess and you check in and they didn't do it when i was there but they guess they ask people right at the front desk have you discussed your boundaries so they don't have you you know you slept with her you you know you pig you know you what do you mean you uh, you jumped on him you slut kind of stuff and they have then they don't have you know security involved and all of that so that's the uh, that was the discussion about it so the question came from sue i'm really nervous what do i do how do i navigate you know going off to hito Right. And I think it's the same thing we've been talking about all this time. I know you have some thoughts about, you know, joining the lifestyle. And this this article talked about that they had all these things they were going to just watch and they would maybe have a threesome at the end of the week. Well, I guess by day two, you know, he I guess they have a new cannabis dispensary place and uh, it flows very significantly in Jamaica. And then they booted down to the hot tub and we're naked and 
did all of this stuff and all of their, you know, what we're going to do went out the window and they were at the bottom of the orgy pile every night of the week. But it was, again, it's about being in a sex-positive environment and how fun that is. It is. But before you do that, and I love that you mentioned that when you get to Hedo, there's a conversation right at the front desk. The first swingers club I ever went to, there was a conversation at the front desk. Do you really understand what this is? Do the two of you really know what you're getting into? And, And I appreciated that. It seems inconvenient at the time, but yeah, it's all communication. And I am uh, discussing with someone right now, uh, potentially bringing them into my little world. And that's what it is. It's an initial conversation and a lot of back and forth and question asking. And, and, and you know, how does, you know, my existing partner feel about that? How does, you know, the other people in, in this person's life feel about that? And what works and what's acceptable and what's not? And what's the dynamics and what are the expectations? Because I think a lot of us get pretty titillated and excited to the idea of going to a place like Hedo because it's kind kind of like Las Vegas on steroids, right? Because it's nudity and sex everywhere, as you described. And it's super sex positive. And we've been talking about how you can you can put yeah. your attitudes like everybody else's. You can close the door and how refreshing it is on the world. Until of- you get there and all of a sudden your partner is off with someone and reality sets in. How do you really cope with that, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera? Yep. And, you know, it, it helps to do it in, you know, one of the top 10 beaches in the world with the best drinks. And, you know, and and the thing about Hito is it's great because they have both the nude side and the prude side. All the parties happen on the nude side. And I sure. would say that 80 percent of the people are on the nude side. So if you're on the prude side, you got to be wearing clothes and you probably have pretty much your own beach because everybody's partying on the nude side. And it's all crazy. But it that it's it's in a massive massive resort so you don't feel jammed in like some of the others where you're you know you're in pretty close quarters this way not at all you have room to spread out and they really take consent seriously and everybody else polices everybody else and i've heard that from people who've been who uh, by the way a special hello to my friends jay and jay and thank you for bringing me back a hito flag from your last visit my neighbors especially enjoy that whenever they piss me off when i throw that up because they have to what's that that? that's good but in your experience sue at at hito and, and places like that um what do what, what would your best guess be the percentage of people who were there who probably didn't anticipate all that they were going to see there and are kind of standing back questioning why they chose this. I think at Hito, it's probably very small. Yeah. 80% of the people who go to Hito have been there before. Okay. Like it's got the highest, what's called recidivism, meaning the highest return rate of any resort in the Caribbean bar none. So it's one of those places where, you know, they have a lot. What's different is they have a lot of singles. They have single guys. So it tends to be knowing what you're going to get into. There are a lot sort of easier places to, you know, to go into what I was there when I was there the first time. Now, this was 15 years ago. They were selling their extra rooms on Expedia. So there's this crazy BDSM takeover and lots of crazy swingers doing the the like the skankiest scavenger hunt mm-hmm. you ever heard of. Like, <laughs> I want a picture of a cream pie. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> and then there was a bunch of, <laughs> sort of girls' weekend going to Jamaica from Philadelphia Law. You know, there were a, a, a law firm girlfriends off to do a sell-off in Jamaica at a topless place. They thought, and it was like. OMG, yes. So I don't think they do that anymore. Um, 
<laughs> yeah, it's a it's a pretty it's a pretty hot resort. All right, so suffice to say that Hito, not your first stop if you're just getting into the swinging lifestyle, but once you're in, yeah, that's the place you want to be. Absolutely. Next up is sex tips, Sue. Sex tips so that you can become sexually legend. Wait for it. Dairy. <laughs> All right, babe. How I Met sex Your Mother. Tip. Yes, 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 yes. I know. Hi, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sex tips to become sexually legendary. There was a whole list of them. And, uh, you know, and it's hard because I've been doing this for so long to get new sex tips. Like, I, I you know, the same old, same old, same old, same old, same old. You know, and I, I start rolling my eyes when I get... You know, um, you know, I get the same thing. It makes me crazy. But there's a few things that I really like. Morning sex. And a lot of people don't know why it's so important. It's because your testosterone levels are highest. You wake up with morning wood. And if you can embrace the morning sex as opposed to going, oh, get that thing out of my back. You know, I want to I don't want to I want to go back to sleep and doze. You tend to have a third more sex than people who don't have morning sex. Yeah, that's a clear stat. Number two sex games that you can buy them there's some crappy ones but there's some good sex games and if you have them there's some downloadable ones because the thing i hate is i don't want to store a board game i don't have room i don't want to store a board game right. but i like the new downloadable ones or the new apps that will you know do questions for each other okay that will do you know we're going to ring a you know the, the phone will do a random thing and it will say okay now you have to take this piece of clothing off like that kind of thing i find good the other piece around that is new locations is how many new locations can you find? You know, you're in a new place. Yep. Can you do it somewhere else that you haven't done it before? Oh, there's the dog wanting me. I am in a, oh, I'm, I'm in a new place, but it's a place I've been coming to for 30 years. And I think I told you this. I may have even mentioned it on the podcast. But in the Maritimes, I look around for, you know, where's the action? Where are the clubs? You know, and you think of the obvious places, right? Halifax, Moncton, St. John, Fredericton, your major centers. No, I've been looking in the wrong places all the time. You got to look a little smaller. Mm. And those and, are big places. Right. Like if you look, I'm just saying St. Andrews apparently is um, quite the like, spot. Like the cross. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's all you have to remember. Like the cross. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Why other didn't I think of that? I know. Other sex tips include erogenous zones. Like, you know, people who are into fingers. I had a friend who when she was turned on, you could nibble her finger and she'd climax. I hate those women that can climax from not having their, you know, just having their clit touched. Like, what? I can't do any of that. But they all can do with erogenous zones. And anybody with, with foot fetishes, and we've talked about that. I know it's not your thing, but for a lot of people, it's a thing. It's, Eating it's, foods it's, like it's so not a thing, by the way. I was on the beach yesterday, and the running joke has been, you know, get your feet on the beach. And people are asking, I want to see pictures of your feet on the beach. I don't even want to post pictures of my feet on the beach. Yeah. That's okay. how not into feet I am. All right. Well, you can put your, you know, your running shoes, whatever. But, I, but no, Crocs. Come on. I'm all, st Crocs, I'm all about okay. style. All right, Crocs. Because right. you are, you know, because you are nothing if not, you know, as long as you don't have the socks <laughs> and the Crocs, babe. But, yeah, but yeah, you're yeah. right. You're right. Feet is a huge thing for a lot of people. I digress. Huge. So foods like dark chocolate, watermelon, oysters, and apparently new research about spicy food, which is all those Latin lovers. If you have spicy food, you're more likely to increase your testosterone levels. So spicy food, 
The number four is Manscape and Brazilians. I have a friend who went and paid for the laser. She said because her as soon as she was clean shaven, you know, her partner was, you know, munching out way more often. She said, man, was it worth the money? So and number five, sext and watch porn clips together. Are you sending your partner the porn clip you've seen? Like, hey, have you checked this out? Look, oh, my God, I can't believe he's or she's, you know, there was one person that had her vulva lips were so big that the that her partner could put his head in there. Like, it was crazy. And, like, you had to show it around. I'm like, have you seen this? Whoa. It what, was so no, crazy. What's, yeah. what's so he trying to do? Things. Is he trying to, like, re- return to sender kind of thing? Like, what's going on there? I, I don't know. I think he was, like, you know, his, the hand was, she, she she wanted more than being fisted. I'm like, oh, my God. It wow. was crazy. I know. It was really crazy. So, things, tips that can make you legendary. Give it a shot and see what happens. It's turned on the podcast, turnedonpodcast.com, Apple, Spotify, Google, Blast the Radio. And of course, uh, thank you to all who tune in on Ottawa's East End, CJROFM, Carlsbad Springs, Vars. Russell is driving through that part of town recently, and they got signs up everywhere for CJROFM. So hello to you from Sue Magari and me, the milkman, John Milky. All right, the Kama Sutra. Sue, why is that still a thing? Because it is the Bible. It talks about the smallest intimacies and almost forensically and analyzed, right? The the language, the whimper, the babble, the the wails, the they talk about every position. It was way, 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 way ahead of its time. And it, it is allowing people to, you know, to know that this this piece, like the Gamma Sutra. And it's it's the history. It emerged in the West, and the centuries since its conception, like it's centuries old, um, was embraced as a core part of the of Indian literature. And it can basically there was a Victorian explorer and writer, Sir Richard Burton, not the yeah. not the one that married Liz Taylor, but right. you know Richard Burton, <laughs> um, and journeyed to Mecca disguised as a Muslim pilgrim, and he did wrote these writings about this taboo take on sexuality you know, recording, pen, you know, penis sizes in different parts of the world. So he was surprised by the, like he was, he loved it. And it has an enduring impact because at the time, you know, Victorian obscenity laws were super strong and it, 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 it is a sort of the, the leftover from the free love era. And it really is. So they have every now and then, and if you're a history buff, you get to see on the history channel, you know, the new history of the Kama Sutra and all of these, uh, these signs of it, but what I like about it is it's you know and in the and it's in original it's it's hard to read because it's centuries years old and it's like uses weird language and whatever. But some of the updated versions because there's no copyright on it. So if you're feeling you want to write a sex book, take some Kama Sutra because you can revisit it. But some of the people who have revisited it make it make it sing. Would there be such a thing as like Kama Sutra for dummies? <clears throat> I don't know if there's a Kama Sutra for dummies. There probably is because there's there a dummies thing for everything. I know. Yeah. We should do that. We should do turned on podcast Kama Sutra. <laughs> Sue, I've, I've been dumbing down sex since I was old enough to have sex for crying out loud. <laughs> but I think it's, it's, if you're curious about it, it's ancient Indian. It yeah. has lots of interesting things on it. It has positions that you have to be. You know, a 19 year old, you know, gold medal gymnast in order to right. hit and have a gymnasium. 
but they uh but they really do talk about the micro intimacies they you know about every breath about every eye gaze and for that in terms of slowing it down it may be worth adding to your bookshelf i've never read it just bits and pieces here and there but to me you're exactly right it's just it's it's one of those things that's been in literature for way before we were here it'll still be here way after we're gone just like astrology etc you know it's just it's a fun little hmm now and then and when you hear sting talk and others like sting who follow the kama sutra you can't help but be a little intrigued It's turned on the podcast with the milkman John Milky and Sue McGarvey. All right, Sue, next up, do singles have more sex than couples? Turns out, yes. They did a study in 2018 where they had 59% of singles were having sex in a year. So 59 times, not 59%, 59 times they're getting it on, right? So, and in a, in a, for couples, it was only 55 times. So it's not a huge difference, but it's enough that it makes you know you're actually getting more who are out and about and it used to say that that couples had more sex because they just had ready access to a partner not entirely true and a lot of people are like eh, it gets it gets old quickly the thing about libido is it's, it's it can be elusive right the desire that you have for for your particular you know partner of many years can get old which is why spicing it up and listening to cool sex podcasts i happen to know one i do are too. really helpful i know it talks about it so there was the great sex debate um basically is it's it, you know the optimal sex experience research team happens to be down the road from you and i university of ottawa dr peggy kleinplatz is its leader and they talked about deeper intimacy versus technique focused. And she wrote a book called Magnificent Sex. And if you, you know, basically all the people who had magnificent sex devoted time, energy, and dedication to being better in bed. And a lot of times singles were more likely to do that because they didn't have a ready access to energy to, to do. And they were out there being a little more enthusiastic, creative, into it than the couples. So well, it's I'm like challenging any, It's like anything, right? Like if you're in the running for a job, you're going to put yourself in the best possible light for every single interview you're going to do. If you're single, you're going to the gym more often. You're eating a little better. You're, you know, making yeah. your best self, you know, to be available out there all the time in the hopes that you make that connection. Look, we both, you know, we're both in long-term relationships, you and me. Uh, we both know that, we'll take a day off from the gym or a week or a month or a year. Or, Five years. You know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cause you know, cause your partner loves you no matter what. Yes. That's right. And, and it's, it's not just, yeah, it's not just about being, and it's also technique is, you know, if you've got a new partner, it's exciting there. And I tell people there's nothing and I mean nothing more exciting than a new relationship and those right. feelings, like I don't care what you are. So it's, you're just, you're saying, I want to read about it. I want to hear it. I want to try new things. I want to up it. And that's why when we talk a lot about swinging, because it's something I'm, you know, it's part of my practice, but it also ups the arousal level by an order of magnitude. And for people who are trying to do that. So if you're in the same kind of thing and they're, and the people who are sort of prudish about it have had some bad mythology and are like, ah, oh, I don't want to do it. But they were really, they were like rabbits when they first met their partner. Mm -hmm. So how do you get back to that particular stage? 
And that right there, and, and we've had letters, you know, asking, is this podcast only about swinging, et cetera? But that is the draw for me. It feels so good to meet someone new who reminds you that you are sexy, that you are exciting, that I, you know, and, and to get back into those conversations that you may not necessarily be having once you get comfortable in a relationship. The conversations, once you're in a long-term relationship, move to other things. Are the taxes paid? I need to do laundry today. Um, you know. Who's fed the cat? Who's found the cat, right? Yeah, where's the cat? Yeah. <laughs> right. So, you know, when you meet someone new, the conversation is isn't about that. And it turns back to all of the things that had you excited before you met that long-term relationship. So that's anyway, that's, that's why I think a lot of, you know, or, or me anyway, uh, that's, that's kind of where I come from. And that's kind of why I'm drawn to talk about that a lot. It's the most exciting conversations about sex I have besides this one. It's a very good one. Turned on the podcast, Sue McGarvey, and yours truly, the milkman, John Milky. All right, Sue, next up is best tips for a great one-night stand. You know, when we've had a lot of discussion about intimacy and, and, you know, going on time, energy, and devotion, but for some people, sometimes the best sex has been one-night stands because you can be loud, you can be curious, you can try things, and we have a sex-negative culture you know, and adding, you know, being able to be anything you want because you may not ever see this person again or, you know, you you may, but you just, you know, you're just hooking up and it's really for just mutual pleasure. You know, yes, you want to have dialogue about consent and safety and contraception and who's going to be dominant and submissive, but you don't have to label it the way you do in a relationship, right? So new ways of experiencing sex and pleasure and it can be super curious. The one thing they talked about was building up arousal and in, in watching your alcohol. <laughs> you know, you're, yes. Because for guys, it's, you know, whiskey dick is a thing. Yep. And, yep. And makes, it talks about that piece. Yeah. And, you know, if you're too impaired, you know, as, as cool as it is, I'm doing a workshop actually, to, you know, I'm going on one on MDMA for therapists. About how do you how do you take ecstasy hmm. in a microdose to enhance sexual pleasure? So that's next week. Is that even legal? Topic. Uh, I don't know, but I'm taking the. It's, there's a lot of discussion about the. You know, there's mushrooms places in Canada. Yeah. Um, there's all this work about uh, psilocybin and different kinds of things. And what do? But now we're doing you know ecstasy as a smallest dose to enhance sexual pleasure, but not take too much that it you know, impacts your ability to perform or enjoy it or remember it or all That'll of That'll be interesting things. because, I mean, you know, the legalities of it aside, we all know that, you know, MDA or MDNA, pardon me. Um, why do, every time I say that, I get, I think I'm talking about a bank. <laughs> but, you know, I, you know, I think it's about a wrestling group, right? Yeah. 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 So, but I mean, yeah. like people who we know who have been on it or if we've been to, you know, like some of these EDM music festivals and stuff, I mean, that's high energy stuff right it, it right. It's, it's 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 definitely an enhancer and and it's again it's it's adding things to the one night stand that you know if if you want to try it and for again we've had we've had comments on both we want to have crazy wild sex too but then we want to have we want to have intimacy john like what are we doing here and and trying to you know be aware that that being Having a one night stand is okay. When you and I were young, it was not okay. You you shut up about it. But now they're saying, look, here are the tips. The new sex coaches are saying, you know, you may want to try them. I personally think it takes 10 times 
before you really learn how to push all the buttons. You know, it can be really hot the first time, but I think the best sex of my life have been with a partner that, you know, takes a little bit of time to know how I respond. And then it's like, wow. But there have been some great first times. And that's part of the excitement and the thrill of that, too. So the best sex right now, dear listener, is whatever sex you're having that is right for you. All right, so finally, a study at Stanford U where they have charted the mouse brain with something called substance P. It has to do with the male libido. I know I want to call it like substance, you know, but you know, poontang or you know, like all of this. Like, <laughs> I mean, like, I'm yeah, not, yeah, yeah. I'm not know, going right? there. Uh uh-uh. uh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Level of intimacy, right? It's basically they did the key brain circuit of male libidos, right? It's, it's a circuit in male mammals. It's it basically they figured out that, you know, these. And where, you know, they put little electrodes in mice brains and, and they, you know, showed them fem- receptive females and females and how that process works. So, of course, the pharmaceutical companies are really interested because it's going to be able to enhance it. And, and as a sex therapist, I see a lot of people, a lot of men who have low libido. It's 20 percent of my market. And well, 20 percent of the people who come to see me for low libido are men. But it's a huge market. And if you can figure out that piece, so this substance P binds to receptors and it's the force that drives, you know, the sexual desire in, in mice. And if they and they, when they did, when they tickled it a little bit, the, the mice had like hardly hadn't finished ejaculating and they were up to doing it again. And they're, you know, they're close to rabbits. They like they're pretty much Johnny on the God, spot no matter wouldn't what. Wouldn't that be wonderful? I know. Right? I want that. I know. Like, yeah. talk about the pill. Holy shit. So they... Because, uh, Sue, I mean, can I, I'm sure you've seen this before, and, and tell me if I'm the only person, but, like, once once I've reached orgasm, like, if you touch me again, I, I can't... I, just, I, I mean, I want to be touched. It's I want to go, but I just... I can't, and I just, like, I need to be left alone. Yeah, it's a refractory period. It's the okay. time between reset, and it's it, that's very normal for some men. So what... You know, I'm sorry. So what you're, what you're saying? What, so what you're saying here then is this is saying no, no, no. <laughs> this will get us to a point where you can keep going, and you do want. I know. I well, <gasps> they're saying that, and 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 they're and they're also trying to increase the libido because they can do this little niggly thing where it turns everybody on and blah blah blah. Anyway, I'm, I'm sorry. Nig- niggly. <laughs> niggly. You know, are they tickling the part of your brain that you know? Anyway, you have the best expression, Sue McGarvey. I don't know if I've told you that. <laughs> I'm so Everything glad. is squiggly and squirmy, squirmily, and now nig- nig- I can't even spell niggly, it, say it. Niggly, niggly, a little niggly. So it takes a lot to get keeps, me tongue tied. I hear you. So it's adding. So just just know that we that your um, your tax money at work in terms of studying <laughs> male libido. And that we have brilliant researchers who are figuring out how to make it better, how to increase your level of intimacy, how to increase the hamster drive in sex. I mean, the most drive in sex. I mean, the human drive and to get you all horned up and to be able to, you know, repeat if necessary. Because I was saying about the dominatrix is if, if one of the things they do is right after you climax, they keep stimulating you. And it doesn't, yes. it feels it feels like pain. And it's yes. not pain. It's not going to cause tissue damage. But it, your brain processes it at pain and you're like, you have to stop. Like, yeah, yeah. you have to. And oh, like, it's no, wild. I'm not stopping. It's absolutely crazy wild. Off the charts. Good. Yes. Yes. 
but that's what they do in terms of that's part of the you know the punishment if you're uh, if you're not well behaved and they'll be like no please mistress please stop i know things you learn about but so we're gonna have this this mystery pill who knows you know if they if uh if they get to the point, it may be putting your mad money into some stock that's going to uh, make the male libido pill. Well, that is promising and exciting. And I believe mm-hmm. I just made some noises on this podcast that um, very few people have, have ever heard me uh, make unless they've been in the right moment with me. Uh, I niggly, babe. Niggly. N- that's right. Yeah. A, n- a niggly moment was had here on Turned On The Podcast. You'll find us online, turnedonpodcast.com. If you've got questions for Sue, uh, what's the email address, Sue, please? Sue at sexwithsue.com. And all the links are on our website. Thanks for tuning in on CJROFM and, of course, wherever you get your podcasts Apple, Spotify, Google, the Blast the Radio app, etc., and turnedonpodcast.com. We'll talk again in about a week. Sue McGarvey. Mwah! Mwah.